0: Welcome to Clutch Time with Mike on the Mic. I hope y'all like that playing words, Mike on the Mic. Get it? Get it? Okay. Anyways, uh, this is my podcast. We're here to talk about sports, sports, and more sports. Um, You know, with an occasional, you know, talk about superheroes, Marvel, DC, Dragon Ball Z, stuff like that. Uh, A little wrestling, you know, Undertaker, Tombstone, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It is Sunday with playoff football on. Everybody drink a beer. Put two of them together. Smash it. Let's get it. Um so that's what we're here for. And uh to all my friends' family, everybody who's been smacking me in the head, fussing me out about doing a podcast, the podcast is here. So, I hope you all enjoy. Uh, this is the first episode of Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. Um so today, we're going to be talking about the NFL versus the NBA. And To get started off, just to kind of bring this full circle, in my opinion, the NFL is killing itself. I don't think by the time I'm 60, 70 years old, the NFL might not be around. Um, The NBA, on the other hand, I think the NBA is slowly but surely becoming the most popular league in the United States of America. Um, And to kind of relate that to something, For those of us who do like superheroes or even the casual fan, the NBA is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the Avengers, you know, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, stuff like that. The NFL is DC Comics Cinematic Universe. That's Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. And for anybody who watches those movies will tell you, DC movies suck. Straight up. They suck. They are all over the place. They have no continuity. We don't know what we're getting. Most people are just paying to go see the movies because they love superheroes. I know that's me. I know these movies are just... It's like they put them together and throw it out there and hope for the best. Marvel, on the other hand, goes hand in hand. The movies, the shows, all of that. Everything is on one accord, one timeline, so you don't get confused, which is why people love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen, and it's been 10, 11 years in the making, and I'm here for it. Why do I feel like this? Let's talk about it. The NBA. What What does the NBA have going for itself right now? They're, they got the new TV deal a few years ago, so they're raising it through the roof. Their players are becoming iconic. They handle everything with grace, and very rarely do you see the NBA, you know, say something politically incorrect, um, whether it be the, the commissioner of the NFL, or NBA, excuse me, Adam Silver, whether it be the players, LeBron James, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, um, any of those people, you rarely, rarely hear them say stuff that just kind of makes you scratch your head like, oh, I don't believe he just said that. Um, the NFL, on the other hand, they can't get out their way. And the reason why they can't get out their way is because they say one thing and then go behind closed doors and say something else. So just give you a few examples of what I'm talking about. So the NFL, this whole thing started with Colin Kaepernick, call it what you want. You know, some people are on one side of the fence. People are on the other side of the fence. I'm with Colin Kaepernick. He did what he had to do. He basically sacrificed his career to bring awareness to a big issue in the United States, which is unarmed African-Americans being killed by police and put in jail for the smallest of things and nobody blinking an eye about it. Um, He decided to take a knee during the national anthem. And it caused such an uproar because the first thing people wanted to jump to was, oh, he's disrespecting our military. I don't know if you guys took social studies, you guys, you know, read the Constitution, all that good stuff, but I'm pretty sure somewhere in there it says your First Amendment rights is freedom of speech. So being in the United States, the military does fight for those rights. And one of those, like I said, being freedom of speech, um, he has every right to exercise his freedom of speech. He even therefore said, I'm not here to disrespect the military. I am talking about the injustice of African-Americans in the United States. And I'm using my platform, which is the NFL and being a star player in the NFL to further that agenda. Don't have no problem with it. And at first he sat on the bench during the anthem. He talked with a military person who was in the NFL named Nate, uh, Nate Boyer. Nate Boyer was the one who told him to take a knee. It's more respectful to take a knee because you're with your team while they're standing. You're taking a knee. That's what he was told by somebody who was in the military. So um, it's not like he got the idea from anywhere. He took a knee and caused an uproar. Even when he said what he was doing it for, it still caused an uproar. Now, it seems like the killing of unarmed African-Americans means nothing to the people in the NFL because, They continuously wanted to make it about the military, the owners, the commissioner, you know, uh, mainstream media. That's all they wanted to talk about. They didn't want to talk about what the what the meaning of the protest was for. So there is the first instance of them dropping the ball. You guys were so set on trying to, you know, further an agenda of you guys sticking to, you know, strict policies instead of backing your players and listening to what they have to say. The NBA, on the other hand, had an issue a few years ago in 2014. The owner, well, former owner of the Clippers, Donald Sterling, had some audio released of racist comments that he made. And as soon as those comments were released, of course, that story blew up. It's all over SportsCenter, ESPN, CNN, uh, whatever news outlet you could find, they were talking about it. Um, the game's biggest star at the time, LeBron James, said, so, you know, there's no place for that in the NBA. And, you know, he didn't respect Donald Sterling and neither did the players of the Clippers as they all took off their uniforms at the beginning of a playoff game because they didn't respect what he said. Lo and behold, Donald Sterling has been banned from the NBA for life for some racist comments. So, look at how the NBA is handling issues of racism or political drama by banning an owner and making him sell the team and backing their players versus the NFL, who, like I said, can't get out of their own way. The NFL's had so many instances over the years of. Just, you know, you guys got to sit back and look at what you're doing. Um, one thing that the NFL is failing on is domestic violence. In the NFL, it seems like if you're a player, you can get arrested for domestic violence. You're going to serve a six-game suspension, and then you'll be right back in the NFL. That's that's how it goes. That's what it seems like. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, whether or not he was convicted or not, But, you know, he got accused of domestic violence twice, once at Ohio State, once with the Cowboys, whether or not they could prove it. But, you know, once is a coincidence. Twice to me means something was there, whether or not they could prove it. uh, I'll leave that up to the legal system. But he got suspended for six games, kept it moving. Um, Kareem Hunt just this year, a video released of him kicking a woman. And, you know, her being pushed to the ground, he was immediately released by the chiefs and he was suspended by the commissioner for a year, but um, he cleared waivers. And the only reason he didn't get re-signed with the team was because he was on the commissioner's exempt list that directly from a report on ESPN with the source basically saying that's the only reason he wasn't signed. Um, Greg Hardy, same thing. Greg Hardy was uh, banned from the NFL for domestic violence. They had went to trial. They couldn't prove it. So he was reinstated, signed with the Dallas Cowboys. So domestic violence in the NFL lets you know that, you know, pretty much you can beat on your spouse, whether it be your wife, your husband, whatever the case may be, and you'll be back in the league. It's just not a good look, though, for the NFL, because with the times that we live in, stuff like that, Is going to blow up all over media, social media, mainstream media. It's just not a good look when you have that many incidents. And we know that the NFL owners are biased towards who they'll sign with domestic violence. The reason being uh, there was a kicker from the Giants. He was arrested for domestic violence multiple times, multiple times and when he was signed with the giants back in 2013 he you know had his he he played he played he played when it was time to re-sign him he told the nfl owner of the giants that i abused my wife i beat my wife for many years the owner still elected to re-sign him and the only reason that he got cut was because that information became public now the nfl states that they, you know, did their due diligence. They asked the sheriff um to release the information to them, but the investigator didn't disclose that he was from the NFL, so the sheriff blew it off. Again, the only reason that he was cut was because it became public. So again, the NFL to me is shooting themselves in the foot. Um the NBA, on the other hand, these, you know, killings and political Dramas that somehow have intertwined with sports, they're excelling at. When Trayvon Martin was killed in 2012, excuse me, murdered in 2012, um, the Miami Heat, because Trayvon was killed in, you know, Dade County down there in Florida, which is maybe 20, 30 miles away from where the Heat play at, um, you know, they took it upon themselves as a team to take a photo with their hoodies up, which is what happened to Trayvon Martin, had a hoodie up and was killed over a bag of Skittles. Um, and they posted the photo and let, them, let everybody know that they stood with Trayvon Martin instead of just brushing it up under the, under the carpet and acting like nothing happened. You know, the NBA stood behind the Miami Heat and voiced their support as well. Um, You know, when Eric Garner was killed, Derrick Rose was the first player in the NBA to wear I I can't breathe T-shirt and warmups for the game. LeBron James followed suit and that started to get attention. So the NBA players, they are able, keyword, able to use their platform to say what they have to say. Um, If there's something on their heart that they feel is wrong, they have the platform and the backing of the NBA to say what they need to say. Um, They had the uninterrupted platform. Um, You know, they use the ESPYs to, you know, bring attention to what's going on in America. D. Wade, Carmelo, Anthony, Chris Paul, and LeBron James open up the ESPYs with a powerful message of, you know, basically what it's like to be an African-American in the United States in these times. You can get gunned down after you've complied with the cops and... It can be proved that you didn't do anything wrong, and nothing happens to the cops. So it's a it's a it's a bad time to be an African American in the United States. Um, I just I really think the NFL. I don't know what they're doing. As popular as their game is, and listen, I am. A avid football fan. Football was my first love. Always going to be my first love. It's nothing like sitting at home and watching somebody run a, run a slant route and running over the middle and getting tattooed and knocked out. Um, it just makes my blood boil. I love it. That's what it is. I've always loved the NFL, but to watch professional sports and see how they handle the realness of the world makes me sad. It's just it's just depressing because they really can't stay out their own way. Um, You know, recently, LeBron James said the NFL owners have a slave mentality because it's basically what they say are the highway. NFL players don't have a platform to speak. The game's biggest stars, you never hear them talk about political issues because of the backlash that they could receive, or they may fear for their job. Now there are a few that speak out, um, but maybe they're not the biggest stars. Um, the game's biggest stars, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, when he was playing, um, JJ Watt, guys like that. You do very rarely hear them speak out on any kind of political issues. Even when they're asked, they give the PC answer and keep it moving. Um, a big reason for that is because there's owners in the NFL like Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is probably the most famous owner in the NFL. He's he owns the Dallas Cowboys, which is of course the most popular franchise, sports franchise in the, well, in the United States, you know, arguably the world. Everybody knows the Dallas Cowboys that, you know, big star the gray and and navy blue, everybody knows the Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're a fan or not, whether you're a casual fan or not, chances are you've heard of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Jerry Jones, in his own words, said that no Dallas Cowboy player would kneel for the anthem and they had to be out on the field. They couldn't stay in the locker room, none of that. Now, when I say that the NFL players have no platform and they can't speak for themselves, could you imagine if Ezekiel Elliott decided to stay in the locker room? Or if he took a knee during the anthem, would the Cowboys cut him? He's their best player. He was a first-round pick, fourth overall, and he's what makes that team go. Could you imagine if he took a knee, would they cut him? I I really want to know. But for fear of his job, you know, he didn't say a word. Dak Prescott kind of stuck with the company line of, you know, I'm not here to worry about the anthem and this, that, and the third. I am here to play football, which is fine. But again, had it if he took a knee, would he have been cut? Or would have Jerry Jones kind of been like, well, that's my quarterback. I stand with what he says because now you're flip-flopping. But who knows? NFL players don't have any platform to say what they have to say. Most of the time. When you see an NFL player speaking up on something, best believe they're on a platform, you know, generated by the NBA. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has been on the shop with LeBron James a few times saying what he has to say. Um, But you'll very, very rarely see an NFL player with any kind of stature, you know, on a platform on his own speaking on what it is that's on his heart. You know they probably are scared to say what they want because they feel like what happened to Colin Kaepernick is going to happen to them. They're going to lose their job, regardless if they can play or not, because 95% of NFL players feel like Colin Kaepernick should still be in the league. 95%. And he should be. He should be. Colin Kaepernick should still be in the NFL today playing and doing what it is that he loves. That clearly shows you that The NFL is all about their bottom line and sticking to what, you know, in their old school mentality of what we say is what goes. Hence why LeBron James said what he said about NFL owners having a slave mentality. Um, Eric Reed was another guy who stood with Colin Kaepernick. He was cut by the 49ers. Well, I believe he was a free agent, wasn't signed. Anybody who's seen Eric Reed play knows that he is one of the best safeties in football. He can play the game, yet he went unsigned for a long period of time. He was just picked up this year by the Carolina Panthers. When he was picked up, he was then drug tested seven times from the time that he was picked up to the end of the season. Seven times. Coincidence? I think not that clearly to me came down from the NFL office let's drug test him if we catch him on something then we have a reason to say he was cut he never got caught he never you know tested positive for anything but seven drug tests you know that that's kind of overboard and that lets you know that the NFL has their own agenda and they're going to push it um so again the NFL is all over the place they don't want to back their players but you know if you beat a woman We'll back you. You know, we'll suspend you for a little bit, but we'll back you. You can come back into the league. We'll just, you know, the time has passed. People forgot about it. They forgive. Come play football. You know, if you're out here doing what you got to do, people will forget about it, which is sad. But that's the world that we live in today. The only player that I know of that was charged with domestic violence, we saw the video, and they never got back into the league, was Ray Rice. Ray Rice punched his wife on the elevator. And when I say punched, I mean punched, like punch punched. She was out cold. He never got back into the NFL. So he's the one rare case that I can remember. Um, the NBA, you really don't hear about these domestic violence cases or them doing anything outside of the law. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm missing some stuff, maybe some DUIs and things of that nature but you know never heard of anybody in the NBA killing somebody killing somebody and getting back into the league dante starworth a former wide receiver in the nfl killed somebody with his truck while he was drunk driving I'll repeat that he killed somebody with his truck while he was drunk driving he was Sentenced to a 30-day jail sentence, eight years probation. He had to do 1,000 hours of community service, and I believe he had to pay a fine. He was suspended by the NFL for a year because this happened right before uh, the season started. He was reinstated right after the Super Bowl. He only served 24 out of those 30 days. His lawyer came out and said he could have fought the charges because they would have won, but Dante Stallworth decided not to. He was back in the NFL within a year. Not even a full calendar year, but a full year as based on the NFL. So you can kill somebody and still play in the NFL. But if you decide to speak out about racial injustices, you are kicked out of the league and you will try to be silenced. Sad, sad world that we live in, and I, I really strongly feel like we can blame that idiot in the Oval Office because the NFL, they're about as dumb as he is. The NBA, on the other hand, I salute them because they don't take anything lightly. They really try to empower their players. And for a fan of both, I'd rather watch an NBA game these days more than I'd like to watch an NFL game. I'd rather hear headlines about the NBA than I would the NFL because I know the NBA is going to be something positive. You're going to hear about uh, LeBron James opening up a school in Akron, Ohio for at risk youth. You hear about uh, Steph Curry opening up a program for kids who are rated three stars or lower to be able to come and showcase their talents, to be able to pick up bigger scholarships from some of these bigger schools, your Duke's, your UNCs, your Kentuckys, your Louisville, Syracuse, schools like that, Kansas, stuff like that. You know, that's great to see. As everybody knows, Steph Curry's story, he came out, of, uh, came out, you know, in North Carolina. He went to Davidson College. He had one hell of a run in the NCAA tournament. He got selected by the Golden State Warriors. He is the first ever unanimous MVP in NBA history. He's a three-time champ. Um, You know, he's got his own signature shoe with Under Armour, and he is, you know, out here trying to do his best to to change the world. A little girl asked, why doesn't the Steph Curry 6 come in girl sizes? She wrote him a letter. He got the letter. He immediately apologized and told her that it would be fixed, and she would get the first pair of Curry 6s. She got a pair of Curry 6s in women's sizes for her on Christmas. I don't know what else what else you want from the NBA players, but they know what they're doing. So I salute them versus more than I salute players from the NFL because I just feel like they're scared to speak up because they're going to lose their job, which is more so of a owners versus the players mentality, but somebody got to do it. Could you imagine if Tom Brady came out and said that I think that what y'all are doing to Colin Kaepernick is wrong and it needs to be fixed? The storylines from that one statement would go on for months because that puts pressure on the NFL, the owners, the commissioner it puts all kind of pressure on them because one of the best players to ever step on a football field has basically said, you guys are wrong for what you're doing to Colin Kaepernick. Will he do that? No. Why? Maybe his own personal reasons, but I personally feel like they're all scared of what could happen because the NFL is one of the most dangerous sports you'll ever see, and the reason why NFL players bargain so hard for guaranteed money is because they can be cut at any time and not get paid what's owed to them they'll just be cut and they won't get into any of that money so that's why when you see these massive contracts where Aaron Rodgers signed for a hundred and something million dollars and he got 80 million guaranteed and he wanted most of it up front is because he knows that if he was to say something like that then he may be cut by the Green Bay Packers. And the only money he's going to get is his guaranteed money. And with the way NFL contracts are, who knows? He might not even get that for speaking up. So it's, a, it's kind of a lose-lose situation for the players. But the NFL as a league, just they have the wrong mentality about a lot of different things. And again, with the way that the world is today, the world is a very sensitive place it's a very sensitive place these days and it is tough to be you know it's tough to to not follow the the status quo because if you don't somebody's going to have a problem with it that's just the way that the world the world works today that's that's what it is so them following the status quo eventually people are going to start to realize like these people are all about just the money They don't care about the players. They don't care that little kids look up to these players and maybe, you know, them being a role model and speaking out on some of these political issues could go a long way. They're just about their bottom line, which is to make money, which is fine, I guess. No, it's not. We all know it's not. So that's why I think the NFL is killing itself. Um, Again, by the time I'm 60, 70 years old, I don't think the NFL will still be around. And if they are, it may be reduced down to a flag league to where, you know, nobody has real interest. The NBA is becoming a global phenomenon. You know, kids from all over the world are are adoring to see NFL players. I don't know if you guys saw it this past year or this past summer when LeBron James signed with the Lakers and he went on his tour with Nike. Um, you know, I've never seen anything like that to get off of a bus and have a whole street full of kids and people waiting to meet you or LeBron going to a game and it'd be full up, you know, Steph Curry going to, um, you know, overseas and and playing a pickup game and to see an arena full with people with Steph Curry jerseys and things of that nature. When was the last time you saw an NFL player go over? sees and get that kind of love and and admiration. Never, never. NFL players, you know, sadly got it the worst and their owners and the current commissioner is killing them, you know, slowly. It's it's sad. Again, just like DC comic movies, they're terrible. That that whole franchise is going down the drain. I don't know how you mess up a movie about superheroes getting together to fight a bad guy. But Justice League was terrible. It was terrible. Y'all killed Superman off in the Batman versus Superman movie. Y'all brought him back, and y'all fought some D-league villain instead of going hard and bringing somebody that everybody knows. y'all brought a villain that people had to go and Google and figure out, well, who is this and, and why is he on my, why is he on my my movie screen? Terrible. And now you guys, you threw it together. In about three years, and it's all flamed out, sadly. Sounds like the NFL. Marvel, on the other hand, we're on Avengers Endgame. We have one more movie, Captain Marvel, till we get to the Avengers Endgame. And I promise you, any fan of superheroes, any fan of Marvel Comics, since 2008, We literally have been glued to every movie waiting for this one movie. Ten years going on 11. Been waiting for this one movie. Why? Because from the moment in the after credit scene in Iron Man. When Nick Fury told Tony Stark. I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. We already knew what it was. Tuned in and ready to go. So... You know, if you're on the Marvel side of things, welcome to the NBA and their freedom that their players have. Shout out to LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, John Wall, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, D-Wade. Um, All of them, I'm pretty sure it's more that I'm not naming, but shout out to them because we see what they're doing in their communities. Trying to bring kids together and help kids out, help out the next generation, you know that's great. I mean, I know there's players in NFL that are doing the same thing, but we'll never hear about it because that's not the, that's not the agenda of the NFL. They're here to put fans in stands and make as much money as possible and sell as much beer as possible. And everything else doesn't matter. You know, if you smacked your wife, Hey, come play for the league. Boy, if you talk about uh, a young, unarmed kid getting killed in cold blood, don't talk about it here. Don't talk about it on our time. So, you know, again, NFL needs to switch it up. Maybe you guys need a new commissioner. Maybe y'all need some new owners. Maybe y'all need some new guidelines. Maybe y'all should get, you know, with the rest of us in 2019. Might make yourselves look better. That's just my opinion. But um, I'm sure I'm not the only person that feels that way. So, in conclusion, I'm with the NBA. I'm with Marvel. Straight up. I'm here for it. You know, Batman is my favorite superhero. He's from DC Comics. But, you know, we'd definitely be willing to trade him to Marvel. Y'all can send over some... uh, Y'all can send over some superhero that nobody in Marvel cared about. Probably somebody like Nightcrawler. You know, he's an X-Man, but he's trash. Straight up. You know, Batman and Tony Stark on the same team? Bruh, it's over for y'all. And just so y'all know, Batman is better than your favorite superhero. There's no doubt about it. That's just how things go. And if you're sad about it, Jesus wept. Keep it moving. But um, that was my first episode of... Clutch time with Mike on the mic. Um, All comments, positive, negative, however you feel about it, are welcome. Um, To anybody that listens, I appreciate you. To anybody that that has supported me this whole time, I appreciate you. To anybody that wants to share this, get this out here, again, I appreciate you. Um, Like I said, the show will be controversial, if that's what you want to call it. Um, I have guests on the show for debates because who loves who doesn't love a good debate? Is it Jordan or LeBron? LeBron or Kobe? Is it Duke or UNC? Is it the Yankees or is it the Red Sox? Who was bigger? Stone Cold or the Rock? You know, who who are you taking in a fight? Goku or Vegeta? These are the debates that we have. Who is the best Pokemon to pick to start with? Was it Bulbasaur? Was it Squirtle? Or was it Charmander? Who knows? I just know that Squirtle was the goat. LeBron James is better than every player in NBA history. It's Duke all day. It was always with Stone Cold, and um, you know, Michael Jordan. You was you was great for a long time, but you ain't the real twenty three from Akron, Ohio. But that is for another day, another podcast. Again, to all of those who tuned in for the first episode, I appreciate you. Again, this is Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. This is Mike, your favorite Mike, signing out. Y'all have a good day.